Greetings. Hi. Welcome to the Be The Light podcast, where we are co-creating and exploring the now moment. Every episode, we'll be bringing you deep discussions. So deep. And exciting conversations about everything. Nothing and everything. I couldn't set it better myself. I'm Marilyn. I'm Melissa. And uh, we're glad you're joining us on this episode of the Be Light Podcast today. Yes, this first... The first one. First episode. I feel like we need to crack a bottle of champagne over the microphone here. I know. Or something. Or crack something. Smoke a cigar or something like... Um, or, you know, hold a cigar. I would rather be... Like birthing um, a baby. I mean, it's been years since we had this idea. It's been gestating for a while. <laughs> like like an elephant having a baby even so longer like two than years. that maybe is that is an elephant's gestation yes. period 2 years 2 years maybe more like a woolly mammoth <laughs> i bet a woolly mammoth gestated even longer <laughs> what do you think i i don't know i don't think anybody knows cuz <laughs> nobody's going to actively know. remember that i don't think i don't know well the bottom line is, is we've been talking about doing this podcast for a number of years, and we're beyond excited that we actually are at a place where we're finally doing it. Yes, the um, stars aligned in this now moment. Everything has been coming together synchronistically in order for us to create this moment right now. Truly. We're um, so excited to be here with all of you. Yes, because, you know, well, maybe we should give a little bit of background about ourselves. Like what what first of all, exactly what are we going to be talking about? What kind of what kind of things um excite us and things that we want to talk about and we want to share? Um, well, I know what excites me. Okay which is, um, you know, what I want to talk about. Well, I mean, there's so many things. We could talk and talk and talk as everyone who has met us or has talked to us knows that we could talk and talk and talk about anything that involves spiritual seeking, self-awareness, consciousness, extraterrestrials, ascension, stones and minerals, stones and minerals all day long, the mechanics of the soul, and ultimately, uh, paradigm shifting. Books, movies. There's all going to be co- all kinds of elements that are going to go into these topics that we're going to be discussing. And the thing I'm most excited about, the thing that truly I'm most excited about, is explore, getting to like explore these concepts 
um, with people doing all kinds of crazy cool shit on the planet right now. And, and there's I'm, so much. And does anybody talk about it? This is a, a platform for these things to be discussed that um, people may not get to be exposed to in their daily lives, in their current realities. And we want you all to know that it is happening. This is what's real. Right. And we want to shed some light on uh, all the positive things that are going on, as well as getting to explore Mm -hmm. a lot of really interesting and amazing and exciting topics. And guests. I mean, we have such an incredible roster of people that we're so excited to be able to have conversations with and explore their area of specialty or what excites them, what they're doing in their uh, pursuit of serving humanity. Yes. So aside from us being lifelong spiritual seekers and researchers, because nobody is going to research anything like we will, we will take it apart (laughs) inside and out, deconstruct it and put it back together again. Talk about it for two days and only come to the conclusion that we knew more about it when we started than we ended up sometimes. It's like an alchemist. It is. You kind of have to you go around the way. You kind of start one place and you go all the way around and mm-hmm. realize you knew it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Right. It's true. Um, but, and, and there's a lot of, uh, you know, I, I, I give our lifelong seeking and researching. It's, it's, carries a lot of weight but we also operate a business that we work in this field of assisting people on their healing journeys in life yes and um so we operate our practice which is be the light rocks and you can check us out uh visit our website be the light rocks.com and we work with clients we teach classes. We provide mentorship. Um, we've had the honor of getting to work with hundreds of people in our time of doing this work. We're Reiki practitioners and lithotherapists. Lithotherapy is the practice of using crystals, stones, minerals. We use all of those words interchangeably for healing physical healing, emotional, spiritual, expansion of consciousness, remembering who you are, so many things that stones can do. So yes, our practice is in a little place we call the cottage. Mm -hmm. It's a little house that we rent um, in a manifestation of our dreams. Truly. Into the physical. Mm -hmm. We get to see it every day in Norman, Oklahoma. That's right. And most people, when they think of Oklahoma, the idea of people uh, doing what we do, and it, truly there is a pretty substantial community, not just within our little town, but yes. throughout Oklahoma. And I think most people would be surprised to learn that. Mm-hmm. So it's always exciting when people from other places around the world find us, and they're very surprised. <laughs> and um, But, you know, we know it's a special secret little place here, and people have um, certain ideas about this place. 
and we're all about changing a paradigm anyway, right? right. So you got to be the change you want to be and you want to see. And why do I, I don't, we don't need to go anywhere else. No. No. There is nowhere else to There go. is nowhere Wherever else. Wherever you are, you are. Wherever you go, there you are. I mean, Buckaroo Bonsai laid it out years ago. <laughs> people just listened. You know, the funny thing is, is when people come in contact with us, when they begin to work with us in whatever capacity, or when they find out what we do even, strangers, people that we don't even work with, um, they're going to ask us two questions. It never fails. Never fails. These two questions get asked of us. Number never. one. Number one is, how did you two meet? Okay, that's <laughs> number one. And number two is, how did you start doing what you're doing? Meaning, how did you guys get to this place of, of working with stones and doing Reiki and working with sound? And, and uh, so those are the two biggest questions. And I think we should explain that because people it is unique our partnership Mm -hmm. i would call it a spiritual marriage um yeah definitely a multi-billion year old (laughs) spiritual partnership for for real you know what what happens when you meet at the out on the outer rim of the galaxy (laughs) you form a billion year old relationship multi-billion 2.4 billion um we'll get to that at some point uh, in a conversation, I'm sure on an episode where we get to delve deeper into those topics. But for this lifetime, just for this this lifetime, lifetime, as Marilyn and Melissa, how did we meet? How did we meet? Well, that would be interesting because, you know, I don't know that we've ever talked about this, but I feel like if I said to you, what is your first memory of me? And then I answered that question of you, we probably would have two different answers. I know for a fact they'd be two different answers. (laughs) I don't even, it's... Um, decided. We met in college. I'll say that. We met in college. That we agree upon. We agree that we met in college. University of Oklahoma. Yeah, here at OU. And when I was getting my anthropology degree. Mm -hmm. I think at the time when I met you, I may have still been in the early childhood development program. I think I might have still been in the architecture department. Mm -hmm. Because it was that following year maybe was it a whole year either way I'd already changed my degree because I was just trying to get the hell out of there as quickly as I could (laughs) you know literally I you know you you have what do you do with 180 hours I had (sighs) enough for an advanced degree but that's what you get from changing your major four times I think I changed mine five I probably did too. I'd have to sit there and start out what I was architecture, in the mm-hmm. women's studies. Mm-hmm. Briefly. briefly, that was a brief, exciting phase, and then nutrition, which was awesome, mm-hmm. and then zoology, mm. and then anthropology, okay. and and ended up being a nurse, which is really funny. Mm-hmm. Really, there's a lot that you're <laughs> exploring in undergrad <laughs> led you to. You I had would some say zoology. that I still, as a nurse, get mm-hmm. to to utilize all of those. I would think uh, so. Studies, except for architecture. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Although, yeah, it wasn't like you're studying biological architecture. No, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, 
I but to. you do like to put things together. I will get you that. So you are kind of a builder. Like anything that needs to be put together, Melissa is your woman to do it. Yeah. She, Ikea, could learn a thing or two from her. Which is really funny because I don't think that most people know that I can do that. Oh, because you're I, a deaf little wizard. I know. Yes, you I'm are. Relentless. I've seen you. And it's just awesome because I hate doing that shit. Yes, she hates putting anything together. She's like, well, I guess we have to hire somebody to come over and plug this cord in. I'm like, why? Literally, Just pick I'm the it meme up and put of, it the, of the older dude. I guess I'll die. <laughs> Guess I'll have to call somebody. <laughs> I don't know how to do this. Yeah, I like building things. I love putting things together. Mm-hmm. I like figuring things out. I like mm-hmm. doing things, actually mm-hmm. executing them. I bet you do. I think that's awesome because like, that is not me. Yeah, but you are a computer person, which comes in handy because I don't want to know anything about that. I don't understand it. Well, I don't want to know anything Where's about it, it either. From <laughs> at this point, it's going through the air. I don't understand any of that. Wi-Fi, don't understand it. Don't mm-hmm. understand code. What does that mm-hmm. even mean? HTML. Well, this is a really good segue. Actually. BTW. Right. Um, by BBS, the way, BBS mm-hmm. bulletin soon. board service. Oh, <laughs> Paybacks. Could be that too, but usually that's BRB. Oh, BRB. Be right back. Or never. Um, never you're going to have to pull out from the mental files the shorthand we used to use on AIM and ICQ. Uh oh. ICQ. Uh oh. Those were the golden years. They were the golden years in <laughs> these kids today. No idea. And no idea. Oh, it's before cell phones it's before really cell took phones. off. I still have Oh my one. gosh. Okay. How did we meet? How we're, did we this meet? This is what happens. How did we meet? We met in college. I remember, okay, on my first memory of you, and I'll just start there. My first, somehow I've tied it in in my mind. In my mind, it's like, it, picture like a swirling series of imagery when I think about how I met you. I'm pulling in Amnesty International, mm-hmm. like my work with Amnesty International. Yes, I think we met at a meeting. Pro- maybe we did. But Were I don't you a member it. of UCAM, the the no, campus anti nuke? No. Okay, that uh, was that, your thing. That was my thing. Anti nukes. I was heavy into Amnesty International, and we were putting together the Groove Fest, which mm-hmm. was, by the way, the longest running music uh, festival in, in humanitarian humanitarian music festival that's ever in existed. the world, right? Yes, I right think here it's in, in the Norman, world, Oklahoma, right. the Groove Fest. Yes, back in the Allen and Tom days of work getting together. So many I mean, people, I know. So many beautiful people on mm-hmm. the planet doing so many things for so many years. I know. I mean, just anyway. And even though we knew each other in college, we ran in very different circles of mm-hmm. people. But I would run into you. The Groove Fest was twice a year, and I would always see you at mm-hmm. the Groove Fest. I feel like we had a lot of Vesca Pisces. Going totally on. a lot of Vesica Pisces. Mm-hmm. We definitely had different groups of friends, but they crossed over, but we didn't always see each other. And we definitely didn't connect the way that we're connected now. I mean, I just remember that you were always selling brownies. <laughs> okay, well, that's actually a big generalization that it only happened twice. One Groove Fest and one Sunsplash. <laughs> Or maybe they called it Sunfest. It was the reggae festival. 
So we did one Groove Fest and we did one Sun Fest or Sun Splash. All I remember is that you sold me a pot brownie and <laughs> probably knowing you told me, oh, it's no big deal. Like I've never eaten a pot brownie. I know. I would not have said that because that was the weekend I lost a whole day. <laughs> well, maybe you lost the day after you sold because... me the brownie because... For some reason, I decided it was no big deal to eat it and then go to work at my job at later on that evening, like 10 hours later at Espresso <laughs> Royale, where I was a barista, and I ended up dropping an entire stack of plates, and they all broke. <laughs> And I was like, I gotta you go. You should have done like a I, hippie speedball and unusual. drank a bunch of espresso. <laughs> I'm feeling unusual and I need to leave. Oh my God. How sad. <laughs> I'm surprised we even made it past that. Probably blame me. That fucking bitch. She told me it'd be no big deal. No, I never know. Of course she wouldn't. She's She would never say that. I would. I never even thought that. <laughs> never even think it. Never so, even think it. Um, I just thought it was funny. I just what I took away from that is don't eat pop brownies and go to work. Simple. Well, as that. I think that's probably a good lesson, especially <laughs> those brownies. They were very strong. Yes, they were. They were very. They were strong. very strong. I was like, I can't even feel my hands. Well, you know, I told you, Gail met, kept making me taste test them, <laughs> and really, honestly, full disclosure, I really hadn't eaten any pot at that point I'd only smoked oh, it I'm glad that you well you know I were could, just selling it to innocent I, people yes. trying to to do the strong work at mm-hmm. at Amnesty International Groove Fest listen I volunteered too <laughs> <laughs> I did I did my own part um, <laughs> but she kept having me try them and I don't even remember driving home. I don't even remember what happened the next day because there was a whole day in between. And then it was the Groove Fest. Mm-hmm. And I lost an entire day. I woke up thinking it was the morning and it was the morning <laughs> after the morning. It was the morning after the morning. <laughs> I was Literally like, I told myself, Jody Foster from Contact. What day is it? What time is it? Oh, how long have I been gone? You've been gone. been gone. You've been gone for two days. For me, I learned that I really don't like eating cannabis, and didn't until maybe just in the last few years. I just really, it would knock me out. It wasn't enjoyable. It's like it's like taking a forget me now. <laughs> like it was like the roofie before there were roofies I wouldn't have known what happened to me at all I was so confused um well I remember somehow you and I there was something it was outside of Gettinger Hall maybe okay I feel like there was an initial hey this is my hair look like it was long and dark long long hair okay that would have been like 89, no. 87, yeah. 87. Yeah. Oh yeah. For yeah. sure. 87. So anyway, I, I remember that. And, but the funny thing about our relationship was, is that we ran in all these different circles. We knew who each other, we, I knew who Melissa was and Jenny, her sister, but it really wasn't until 
93, 94, when we were pregnant. 94. 94. Yeah, because I was already showing. Yeah, I was 94. We were pregnant with our eldest daughters. I remember driving down uh, Pickard, Mm -hmm. and I saw you out in, like, I just looked out of the corner of my eye, and I saw you out watering your flowers, your plants. Was I wearing my overalls? You were wearing your overalls. Of course I was. And I had no idea that you were pregnant. I didn't even know you were married. Mm-hmm. I kind of lost for track years. because I had had, you know, Teal yeah. and then we had moved and mm-hmm. come back and we were pregnant again and so much life had happened. I just saw her out of the corner. I mean, I'll just never forget it. Like the sun was just like cascading off of your hair and you were just illuminated in the front yard, smiling, watering plants. And I, I just kind of backed up. Like I waved. I was I so surprised. And up. I backed up. It I was remember. just like I was being magnetically pulled because the trigger had we, been engaged. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to just say full disclosure. I sometimes see people and I don't go out of my way. People that I know, I don't go out of my way to say hi well this is why i mean and not in a bad way but i mean like literally i i probably would have just thrown the car it was like i was being Mm -hmm. on autopilot or Mm -hmm. i was being i don't even know something took control over my body and i like just put the car in reverse pulled you know pulled into your driveway got out we hugged i was like how are you she didn't know i was pregnant Mm -mm. i didn't know well you had been gone you guys had moved away and um, we were set. It was just so cool that we were having mm-hmm. kids together and we were going to the same midwife. Mm-hmm. And really from there, yep. we've been pretty inseparable. Mm-hmm. We've tried living apart. Two awful, horrible times. Uh, tragic results. Yes. One that nearly killed us. It was horrible. And we've had a succession of experiences and situations in our life that could have provided opportunities for each of us to move away. Mm-hmm. And yet everything has been just perfectly and divinely aligned for us to remain together. Mm-hmm. So we've gone through marriages, yes. children and divorce yeah. and remarriage <laughs> and um, more kids, yes. surprise children. Mm-hmm. Surprise. Anchor babies, and probably, truly, honestly, the one person that gets to see the totality of me. I mean, you're my in case of emergency contact. That's for sure. <laughs> that's why. Ice. That's why it says ice after your name. You're like this is so formal. Your first name, your last name, and ice number one. Well, I thought it was funny when I saw her cell phone and and. And it comes up, Melissa Hobson. And it's for the EMTs to know who to call first. <laughs> and they'll have her first and I last thought, name. Wow, that's really formal to have, you know, like to have me in your phone like that. That's like what you put in for your realtor or something. No, but you know how I, I identify people. I'm very formal in my phone <laughs> with a few exceptions. I'm so, so informal that half the time I don't even know who these people are. You don't even know who you're talking to. <laughs> Who's, I don't know who this is. So we met a long time ago, and we are so lucky that we have each other. And 
through our... We never take that for granted. Never take it for granted. And everything got turned up a notch when we really were fully, as a team, embracing our spiritual journey. You went through the whole thing of your parents. Yeah. That's really, I could see, and maybe I'm wrong, but I could look at your life and be like, that's where things really... The timing was right. I mean, that was in 2008, Mm -hmm. and yes, this could be and will be a whole episode, but I had a very profound shared death experience when my mom died very unexpectedly. Right. If you knew my mom... (laughs) And I did. The irony of her giving me a gift like that for all the shit that she gave me my whole life, and I love her to death. Love Donna. Uh, but about my spiritual path being a little bit different from her Catholic. She wasn't raised Catholic, but she converted to Catholicism, and so she took it very seriously, and she was never really quite understood my aversion to organized religion, my own sense of spirituality, the conversations that we had, always very respectful conversations, but she was always really sad that I was going to go to hell, and she really wanted to see me in heaven, and we would just we but just see, had to agree to disagree. I was like, Mom, I you know, it's Donna Jean be okay. was playing herself on that deal though, because deep down she knew oh, she no. knew the truth on a soul level. She knew the of truth. Of course she did. Because and so she had the last laugh, right, by giving me this insanely amazing one of the truly the most profound experiences that I've ever had. I still revisit it and process more layers as I move along my path and have greater awarenesses and understandings and the mechanics and the physics of all of it. But anyway, it just jolted me back into this determination for spiritual seeking, this hunger for answers and spiritual seeking that started with Dr. Raymond Moody from that, it just went on to, I mean, this was, you know, I mean, think of 2008, 2009. Okay, we're coming up on the 2012. And that's like the hot topic. There was so many people, so many documentaries, so much, so many books that were read. And just in this absolute quest for a deeper understanding from a lot of different perspectives of what was actually happening during that experience and it just took off from there and then of course I was processing all of it with Marilyn and it was very exciting and then there were some other things that happened that led us to start uh, using stones and crystals for physical healing And then we started having amazing expansions of consciousness by using our stones and sleeping with our stones. And so then we just became relentless in our search for answers and, uh, you know, diving into the history of lithotherapy. Why does it work? How did people start using stones for healing? Why is this a secret? People have been doing this for literally since the beginning of time and nobody is talking about it. Nobody's talking about it. Because in this country, in the United States, people will refer to themselves with this practice as crystal healing. The rest of the world calls this practice of using stones for healing lithotherapy because that's exactly what it is. And, you know, through our study and going down the rabbit holes like we do with everything there's not a 
place on the planet that hasn't used it. Not one culture, not one people, nobody, everybody has used it from the beginning of the beginning. But it was really through the need for physical healing. Yes. And then as an awesome side effect, I mean, talk about side effects may include um, expansion of consciousness, having your freaking mind and heart blown open, having past life recall, being able to see and experience your past lives, having astral travel, lucid dream states. Yes. Angelic realm, the fairy realm. Basically, whatever you want to explore, Uh, there's a stone for that. There is a stone for for that. It's going to help you with that. We'll We'll be digging into those topics a little bit more deeply. But the background is, is how did we get to doing what we're doing was that it was truly a long series of fortunate events, of fortunate events that led us to deciding to go to Arkansas to be close to Mount Ida. Well, there was actually a couple of reasons why we wanted to go. One, there was this conference. The Earth Keepers Conference. Oh my and gosh. it was very expensive to and go. I remember we were going to like we were kidnap gonna, Graham Hancock. We were going to kidnap. We had this whole plan to kidnap. We love Graham Hancock. And we were going to we were going to go. Kidnap is a bit of a strong word. I think we were going to gently persuade <laughs> him to join us and <laughs> to discuss like these things. We just wanted to. We are probably the Graham few Hancock. only people there that would actually know his shit and his right. work of these people attending this right. conference in well, Hot Springs, and, Arkansas. He lives across the pond. Right. So when else are you going to get as close to Graham Hancock when he's literally five hours away from your house? Because we'd read his books. We had listened to so many of his videos and interviews, interviews, research, his articles on... Yes. I Basically mean, his... outing the fact that the world and civilizations have risen and fallen way, way many more, more times. times over a longer period of time than what is agreed upon that is recorded history. And how this is displayed over and over and over again mm-hmm. in the archaeological record. Absolutely. And how it's also this secret hush-hush, no one's talking about it. In fact, you might have your life taken if you're trying to... Dispute. Or your your career discredited, right? Which is what has happened with Graham from time to time. But he's a stalwart. He's he's a trained journalist, and <laughs> yeah. we highly recommend you checking out his work if you haven't to do your own uh, research on Graham Hancock. So, anyway, this conference in Hot Springs, 2012, December. We are going to be there for the December 12th, 2012, and we also wanted to dig for. We wanted to get some quartz crystals. <laughs> I mean, it's funny to me now that I think I of it because somehow we end up in the right place and we never, it's never really for the reason why we set out to do it. And then we find out really? later, sometimes years later, sometimes a decade later, that we were being divinely guided how, you know, by our higher selves to be somewhere for some completely different reason. And yet we're there for the most important reason, even if we don't know what it is at the time. Exactly. And this definitely was the case, again, of that in Arkansas. So we were going to go to this conference. We were going to go crash it because we found out that they were going to go digging for crystals (laughs) at a particular mine. And what we did... What I was going to say is, Mm -hmm. why anyone would go digging for crystals in December, it's mind-boggling. Like, that's not really like your typical crystal digging time. I mean, it's a little bit chilly. It was kind of freezing. 
And um, well, anything below seventy-five degrees is freezing to you, though. So eighty, 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 seventy-five. Seventy-five is pretty Arctic cold for you. Yeah, that's true. Whereas I would be happy living in Greenland. So that's true. I guess that's just once again my perspective. <laughs> it, I thought it was quite comfortably warm for December. I don't remember if I even wore my coat. Oh, I have my coat on. I know you had your coat on. I think I had a hoodie on. I don't remember. <laughs> but we were trying to get in on this conference action without having to pay to go to the conference because <laughs> the conference was like $500. And all we wanted to do was see Graham Hancock. And and. Oh, oh. Meet him. We just wanted to. Was the to crystal even... skull there at that time too? Was that when Max, Max the, the crystal, crystal skull? skull was there? <laughs> you got to have some time alone with Maxie boy, the crystal skull. Which honestly, I still don't really even know exactly what that means. But I guess you just sit there and transmissions happen. I don't know. That's another topic to be discussed <laughs> at a later date as well. Maybe we can find someone that's actually talked to Max, the Crystal Skull. Maybe we can. What's her name? That's who I'd and like to see. The one that was what's ha- Max basically talking about taking today? care of Max. You know, the red hat llamas, the red hat, <laughs> the red hat, the red hat Buddhists, the yellow hats. I don't know who has dominion over the skull, but somebody does. There's some secret sects of Buddhists that have had control of Max. <laughs> the red. The red. But didn't she find him in a closet on a shelf? Yes, it's a whole story. We were, we were in the car going down the rabbit hole on our phones about the red hat llamas and all Mm -hmm. the llamas, and oh, it's so interesting. It was fascinating. So interesting. So, but what we did is we got a really awesome little cabin up in the national forest there that had this. Outdoor hot tub. Oh, it was that so had beautiful. A stream, it was so cold. Okay, but it I was like to very go back cold. To how cold. It, it really was. was now that I'm thinking defense, about it, it froze over. It was so cold that our footsteps turned froze. to ice. I'm remembering that when we were outside vectoring, <laughs> that I was in my sleeping bag, in my Gore-Tex, and I could not feel my feet. I was pretty cold. That was fun. That was a fun trip. It was, because it was really exciting. We're taking a little trip down memory lane. There were so many exciting things. Well, this was a really pivotal moment for us, because it it was was. on the way back home that there was was a practitioner here in town that did Reiki and massage, and she also did crystal sessions, which was not in any way shape or form any type of actual lithotherapy in the sense that you're laying stones on the body she used the stones as a divinatory tool Mm -hmm. so during your reiki session she would be guided to choose these stones but it was so cool it was awesome it was so awesome it was like that because she just hand you a little index card like a hot pink index card, and you were to write everything down on it every stone what chakra it corresponded mm-hmm. to, and then you're supposed to just go figure it out yourself. Go figure it out yourself because she didn't really know things about the stones other than what was on these informational mm-hmm. cards from books and resource materials. But we loved it, and it was very insightful and mm-hmm. really amazing. But she was going to be moving away mm-hmm. and relocating to Washington. So it really just occurred to us that nobody was going to be doing this work. And we were devastated. Who's going to provide this service for us? Who is going to do this? Who is going to do it? What are we going to do? It's literally 
the the, we, the it's the chicken. I'll never forget it. And yeah, don't you remember? Like we just we looked at each we other. Were I was both driving looking straight ahead. I was driving the truck, and then we looked at each other, and at the same time we said, "We are. We are. We're going to we do are. it. We're, we're doing. We're going to do it." And we're going to do it. And we're going to do it. And we got back to Norman, got back home and immediately started seeking out some kind of annex course, some training, some, is there a certification program for this? How do we learn mm-hmm. how to do it? How does it work? Yes. And because we are both scientists in mm-hmm. our perspective of the desire to understand something, we, we sought out a curriculum that was going to have a focus on that. So uh, that was really great. We we ate that up with a spoon, and we decided that it only made sense to enhance the lithotherapy by incorporating Reiki. And once we found our soul's purpose and followed our highest excitements, and I know that people who have, you know, they, they come here, And we say the same thing over and over and over again. And I know you hear it in spiritual communities and, and, you know, over and over and over again about doing what you love, of following your passion, of following what excites you really is a way to connect to what it is you're supposed to be doing on this planet, how you're supposed to be serving humanity by being your authentic self and being fearless and trusting. But it's... We say it because we know the truth of it. And we know the truth of it because we lived it and we did that. And because we are sitting here in a room right now with a successful, amazing, I don't even want to call it a business. It's a practice. It's, it's, a practice. it's not a business. Mm-hmm. It's a practice. It's There's our life's make money. work mm-hmm. and our service to humanity in whatever small way that we can contribute. And we're sitting here in the physical manifestation of that because we were fearless, because we trusted, because we could feel the vibrational frequency of being in alignment and what that felt like and how when you're in that place, there is no room for fear, only Mm -hmm. love, only trusting, only, you know, moving forward with no expectations of any outcomes. And we're surprised every day. Every yeah. single day we get to, to, to meet and work with the most beautiful human beings the that come in here. Diverse and group of human beings. So many people. I mean. From all walks of life. From just all places. So many amazing people doing the work, doing the work on themselves, journeying to themselves, you know, in, into themselves. I mean, it's beautiful. I, I, I think anybody who is even remotely awake and aware, even in the smallest way, can recognize that there is a shift in reality and they feel it. They know mm-hmm. it to be true. And this is what we're speaking to. Having a platform for people to be able to have resources, to have some real talk about what it means. Ultimately... We hope everybody can get to that place of that awareness of mm-hmm. like you chose to come here. Mm-hmm. So let's let's work together on remembering who we are mm-hmm. and our real purpose of being here and that these systems of reality that we've had in place is, you know, no longer serving humanity because it doesn't serve the whole. It serves the few. And in order for this paradigm to shift, 
There are many avenues and many different paths that people are going down and people doing all kinds of incredible work. And that's what we want to highlight and we want to spotlight. And we are doing this. We are highlighting and we are spotlighting. We're going to get to talk to all these really amazing human beings that maybe you have heard of, maybe you haven't heard of, but you're going to get to know them if you continue to listen to upcoming episodes. Well, on that note... I think that um, this would be a good time for us to wrap up our premiere episode of the Be The Light podcast. We'd like to thank you all for joining us on this little journey today. We have really enjoyed making this, and we have infinite amounts of love and gratitude for each one of you listening. Absolutely. And we hope that you will join us for our next episode where we're going to be talking about the 11 steps in shifting your reality. Be the Light podcast is produced by Teal Hobson Lowther. Our awesome theme music was created by Frequency Jones. Visit our website, bethelightrocks.com. Stay woke, y'all. The